It's so great to gather with God's people each Sunday throughout the week. We look forward to these times in God's presence. We can sing songs and lift Him up, give Him honor and glory. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 5. There's a wake-up call in the land. And you know, sometimes the wake-up call is abrupt and immediate, like a blaring alarm clock, and it persists until we give heed. Other times, it's the still small voice like a father whispering a child's name as his hand rests upon them. Be it an alarm clock or the voice of a father, one may choose to reach out and hit snooze or ignore the father's call to rise. There's a wake-up call in the land For the sinner, the wayward, and the prodigal. Ephesians 5, verses 11 to 14. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep. Arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The Amplified Bible reads, take no part in and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness. But instead... Let your lives be so in contrast as to expose and reprove and convict them. For it is a shame even to speak of or mention the things that such people practice in secret. But when anything is exposed and reproved by the light, it is made visible and clear. And where everything is exposed and reproved by the light... It is made visible and clear. Where everything is visible and clear, there is light. Therefore, he says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine. Make day dawn upon you and give you light. How many have heard the call more than once? How many times have we heard the call? How many times will they yet hear the call before they heed? I'd like to announce today that now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's great grace. Today is the day of His great grace. And whether it be a blaring alarm or the whisper of the Father, it is high time. 
to awake. It is time to rise. There is a wake-up call in the land for the slumbering saint. Revelation 3, verses 1 to 3, and to the angel of the church and Sardis write, These things says he who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you are alive, but you are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. Hold fast and repent. Therefore, if you will not watch, I will come upon you as a thief, and you will not know what hour I come upon you. There's a wake-up call in the land for the slumbering saint. The Voice Bible reads, I know the things you do. You've claimed a reputation of life, but you are actually dead. Wake up from your death sleep and strengthen what remains of the life you have been given that is in danger of death. I have judged your deeds as far from complete in the sight of my God. Therefore, remember, remember what you have received and heard. It's time to keep these instructions and turn back from your ways if you do not wake up from this sleep, I will come in judgment. I will creep up on you like a thief. You will have no way of knowing when I will come. These are the words to a church. Words to people that had claimed a reputation of life. Perhaps they had a reputation of life, and in themselves they were claiming this reputation. They had a name that they were alive, and yet the Lord said they were ready to die. The slumbering saint. Romans 13, verses 11 to 14, and do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. This morning, let us not reach for the snooze button. Don't tune out the voice of the Father today. Don't push his hand away. Reject the call to rise, to awake. Proverbs 6, verses 9 to 11. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall your poverty come on you like a prowler and your need like an armed man. 
I ask today, how is our walk with the Lord? How is our manner in the faith? Our manner in the kingdom? Are we claiming a name that we are alive, claiming a reputation that we are alive, and yet the truth is we are about to die? What remains of the life we've been given is in danger of death. Under the facade, the way of the sluggard, how long will we hit snooze? How long will we ignore the Father? It's high time to awake out of sleep. How many parents we have in the house today? You know, I have four children. Not our children are easy to awaken. The one, a whisper and a gentle hand. The next, living in the same house. Not so easy to awaken. A louder voice, a louder call, and a shaking. Remember Peter? Satan was after him. How do we know? Jesus said so. Luke 22, verses 31 to 34, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, the old nature, Indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to prison and to death. And then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny three times that you know me. The Passion Translation before the rooster crows in the morning. This man was sincere. This man wanted to follow the Lord. He wanted to follow Jesus. He wanted to be used of God. And we know what happened. Picking it up at verse 54, having arrested him, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. But Peter followed at a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter sat among them. And a servant girl, a certain servant girl seeing him as he sat by the fire looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. But he denied him, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And after a little while, another saw him and said, You also are one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Then after about an hour had passed, another confidently affirmed, saying, Surely this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. But Peter said, Man, I do not know what you are saying. 
Immediately, while he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord. How he had said to him before the rooster crows, that is crows in the morning, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. You don't always have to be sleeping to need a wake-up call. In line with Mark's account, Peter denied him once, and a rooster crowed. And then he denied him twice, and then he denied him thrice, and the rooster crowed again. You know, Peter didn't gag the rooster. But what would it take to wake the man up? Did he awake? The answer is yes. The text, the rooster crowed, and the Lord turned and looked at Peter. Then Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows, Mark's account, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. So Peter went out and wept bitterly. Imagine if Peter wouldn't have remembered the word of the Lord in that moment. And yet, a look from the Lord and two crows of a rooster. Imagine if he wouldn't have turned to weeping and thanked the Lord that he had interceded for Peter. You know, I was thinking about it this week. I wonder if we've ever been rescued by Christ's intercession. I've prayed for you. As a child, we had in the house an alarm clock from the Kellogg's company. And on the face of it, the Kellogg's cornflakes rooster. That's pretty much what the clock looked like. I believe it's at my brother's house. You know, a clock like that will work the word into a person. A reminder of the account. The truth is, church, that Satan would like to sift us all, no matter who we are, no matter our age, no matter how long we've been at this. He'd like to sift every single one of us. And I'm so thankful that there is one Jesus making intercession for us. And the good news today is this, Peter woke up, and so too can we. There's a wake-up call in the land for the saints to rise up, for the people of God to rise up. It's time for the saints to awake and sing, to lead captives away. Judges 5.12, awake, awake, Deborah. Awake, awake, sing a song that is a stirring up of all our powers to praise God. Arise, Barak, and lead your captives away, O son of Abinoam. I announce to the church today that it's time for the people of God to awake and put on strength.
Remember, you don't always have to be sleeping to need a wake-up call. It's time for the people of God to awake and put on strength. Isaiah 52, 1, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. You say, well, what manner is fitting for the saints of the Most High? Psalm 57, verses 8 to 11, Awake my glory, awake lute and harp, I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing to you among the nations, for your mercy reaches under the heavens and your truth under the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. Psalm 108, verses 1 to 6, My heart, O God, is focused and determined. Now I can sing my song with passionate praises. Awake, O my soul, with the music of his splendor. Arise, my soul, and sing his praises. I will awaken the dawn with my worship, greeting the daybreak with my songs of light. Wherever I go, I will thank you. All the nations will hear my praise songs to you. Your love is so extravagant, it reaches higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness is so astonishing, it stretches to the skies. Lord God, be exalted as you soar throughout the heavens. May your shining glory be seen high above all the earth. Come to your beloved ones and gently draw us out. Answer our prayer for your saving help. Come with your might and strength, for we need you, Lord. There's a wake-up call in the land for the saints to rise up. To be the people we're called to be. To arise and sing. Live our lives for His glory. That He be honored. Time for us to put on strength. Listen to these holy words today. What is there that we need to awaken if we would praise God? Our reply, we ought to arouse all the bodily powers. Our flesh is sluggish. We have been busy with the world. Our limbs have grown fatigued. But there is power in divine joy to arouse even the body itself, to make the heavy eyelids light, to reanimate the drowsy eye and quicken the weary brain. We should call upon our bodies to awake, especially our tongue, the glory of our frame. Let it put itself in tune like David's harp of old. A toil-worn body often makes a mournful heart. The flesh has such a connection with the spirit that it often, it often boweth down the soul. Come then, my flesh, I charge thee, awake. Blood leap in my veins. 
heart, let thy pulsings be as the joy strokes of Miriam's timbrel. O oh, all my bodily frame, stir up thyself now and begin to magnify and bless the Lord who made thee and who has kept thee in health and preserved thee from going down into the grave. One might ask the question, when should we praise him? When shall you praise him? Why? Praise him when you are full of doubts. Even when temptations assail you, when poverty hovers around you, and when sickness bows you down, they are cheap songs which we give to God when we are rich. It is easy enough to kiss the hand of a giving God, but to bless Him when He takes away, this is to bless Him indeed. To cry like Job, though He slay me, yet I will trust in Him. Or to sing like Habakkuk, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flocks shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. O Christian, thou asked me when thou shalt rejoice, I say today. Awake, 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 and utter a song. As it is in this single church and in our own individual sphere, so shall it be in the church at large. God's ministers were all attacked. God's truth is everywhere assailed. A terrible battle awaits us. But, oh, church of God, remember thy former victories. Awake, ministers of Christ, and lead your captivity captive. Sing how the idols of Greece tottered before you. Say, where is Diana? Where now the gods that made glad Ephesus of old? And thou, O oh Rome, was not thine arm broken before the majesty of the church's might? Where now is Jupiter? Where Saturn? Where Venus? They have ceased to be. And now juggernaut them, Brahma, ye gods of China and Hindustan, ye too must fall. For this day the sons of Jehovah arise and lead their captivity captive. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Church of God, come forth with songs. Come forth with shouting to your last battle. Behold, the battle of Armageddon draweth nigh. Blow ye the silver trumpets for the fight, ye soldiers of the cross. Come on. Come on, ye leaguered hosts of hell. Strong in the strength of God most high, we shall dash back your ranks as the rock breaketh the waves of the sea. We shall stand against you in triumph and tread you down as ashes under the soles of our feet. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinom.
Is there faith in the house today? Perhaps you need a wake-up call. Perhaps we need a wake-up call. We fall into slumber. We put off our strength. We've lost our song. And our question is, when should we praise Him? Or our question is, why should we praise Him? You know, life's tough right now. Surely He must understand that I can't sing. Awake. Awake. Put on thy strength. Put on thy strength. There's a wake-up call in the land for the saint that's disheartened by the landslide. (laughs) Anyone here this morning disheartened by the landslide? I want to share with you an email I received Monday, April 26, 2010. The subject, the 7,000 Club. Elijah, that great prophet of holiness and righteousness, had become disheartened by the moral landslide his nation was experiencing and had fled from the threats of Jezebel, the wicked wife of King Ahab. God found him hiding in a cave on Mount Horeb, and asked, Elijah, what are you doing here hiding? With indignation, Elijah replied, God, I've been jealous for your glory, but your people have forsaken your word. Your altars have been broken down. Your ministers have been persecuted. I'm the only one left, and now they're out to get me too. To all outward appearances, Elijah had a good argument. The government was the most wicked and vile in all history, and his society was nearing a collapse. The Bible says Ahab made a grove, pagan shrines for pleasure, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. 1 Kings 16.33 The government was actually forcing the nation into idolatry. Those who have an ears to hear. Jezebel, the most wicked queen to ever share the throne, was a God-hating woman bent on killing every follower of Jehovah. Elijah was determined to hold out to the end. If the whole nation forsook God, he would stay true. But God was not about to congratulate this hiding prophet. Because at that very moment, the Holy Spirit was moving throughout the land. Elisha, Elijah's eventual successor, was feeling the first stirrings of God's hand upon him and Jehu. A powerful young revolutionary was chomping at the bit, waiting anxiously to declare war on the corruption and godlessness in the land. A great moral awakening was about to happen. 
And God would soon fling Jezebel to the dogs and overthrow the wicked rulers. Elijah was most emphatically informed by God. I have 7,000 who have not compromised and given in to the wickedness around them. They have not been seduced. They are mine. God was trying to tell Elijah that he had his people stationed in key positions all across the nations, believers standing tall and true in spite of the corruption around them. God has been encouraging me to open my eyes to the great calling out of saints that is now taking place in this, our own time. God said to Elijah, thousands have not bowed. To us, I believe he is saying, millions have not bowed. Glory be to God. We are not a tiny remnant. We are an army, a blood-washed multitude in every walk of life unbending and uncompromising in an age gone crazy. And it closed like this. Satan would like God's people to think their numbers are dwindling fast. He wants true believers to think the majority have already defected to his camp so that fear would drive them into hiding. Don't believe the lies of Satan. God is still at work pouring out his Holy Spirit and drawing hungry hearts to himself. An age gone crazy. That about sums it up. And what of us? Will we be seduced? Will we bend? Yield? You can have the worship team return today. If we are here today and we are disheartened, let the words of the Lord awaken our hearts. I have 7,000 who have not compromised and given in to the wickedness around them. They have not been seduced. They are mine. Sometimes we get so caught up and focused on the number that have been seduced and have compromised. And you know what happens? We become disheartened. We wake up in the morning. We got no song. We don't put on our strength, we put on complaint, murmuring and grumbling and magnifying the issues, magnifying the defectors. When God would have us look at the 7,000, and say, thank you, Lord, that there are 7,000 that have not bowed the knee, that have not yielded, 
If we are here today and we have bowed the knee, you know, there is still hope while there's breath in our lungs. Today is the day to awake at the sound of the wake-up call, to awake and rise up from this bowing, to awake and rise up and join the remnant. The army, the blood-washed multitude in every walk of life, unbending and uncompromising in an age gone crazy. There's still hope. And remember, you don't have to be sleeping to need a wake-up call. Unbending and uncompromising. Imagine if every saint took to that manner. What kind of a force the Lord would have in the earth. If we're here today and we don't know Jesus, if you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you know the name. Perhaps you've been told stories. You've received the presentation of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, the news of salvation. But for whatever reason, at the sound of the wake-up call, whether it's been a blaring alarm or the whisper of a father, as his hand has been upon you. For whatever reason, you've reached over and you've hit snooze. A little later, Lord. I'll try out the Christian thing a little later. I don't need a Savior just yet. Perhaps one day. For whatever reason, You've heard the voice of the Father, and you felt His hand upon you, but for whatever reason, you've ignored His call, and you've pushed His hand away. Awake, O sleeper. Arise from the dead. Christ shall give you light. Christ shall give you light. There's a wake-up call in the land. And you know, it's time for the people of God to sound an alarm. To sound an alarm. Joel 2.1, blow the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. For it is at hand. The message paraphrase, I love it. Shake the country up. <laughs> God's judgment's on its way. The day's almost here. Listen, those that know Jesus Christ, 
His compassion is in us. And we need to ask for a spirit of compassion. That we would see the world through the eyes of Jesus. Those that do not know him, that our hearts would break, that they would come to know Christ while there is still time. That we would shake up the country. The NLT raised the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. The day of the Lord is upon us. The day of the Lord is upon us. And I pray that every person in this room today would awake, would rise up, would sing, would bring glory to the Lord, would put on strength, be who you're called to be, and be who the Lord says you are. Don't become disheartened by the landslide. Instead, take heart. We know our God has overcome this world, and He's called us to live in victory. We are more than overcomers in Christ, through Christ. And my prayer is that we would be part of the remnant. And my prayer is that each family unit represented in this house today would be part of the remnant. And that each couple in the house today would be part of the remnant. That each young adult would be part of the remnant. Each youth, each child part of the remnant. Unyielding and uncompromising in a world gone crazy. Stay true, church. Don't bow. Don't bow and don't yield. And take heart because you know the truth is if you've read the book, you know how this ends. I mean, you talk to people, how's this going to pan out? How's this going to work out? And you're like, I'm not worried. I already know. I know the end. Take heart. Take heart. You know, in these times, we should be the most joy-filled people on the face of planet Earth. Joy on our faces. You know that old song, I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart? Yeah, pull it out. Pull it out. We should be ready to give an answer for the hope we have. The world should be looking to us. We're an army. And our king is on the throne. And he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the alpha, the omega. He's the first, the last, the beginning and the end. Let's stand in this house today. Lord, we give you all the glory. God, I pray for your church. 
And Lord, we surrender our lives. You see the remnant. You see those, Lord, that are wide awake. And Lord, you see those that in this moment, in this house, are crying out. Some repenting, turning back to you. Lord, some in this house today, finally heeding the call. Finally heeding the call. Lord, I pray for every person in this room. God, that we would walk in victory, in strength. We would know who you are. We would trust in your promises. Lord, though the onslaught comes, though the enemy would love to sift us, Lord, I thank you that you are interceding for us. I thank you, Lord, that we have you, because where would we be without you? Lord, we just pray a blessing upon your people in this house today. Lord, I pray that we would be as a sign and a wonder in this nation, in this province, in this city. All walks of life as we leave this room. But Lord, let, let our walk be the same. And that walk is you. You said you're the way, the truth, and the life, and we know that that's true. And so, Lord, today I pray that every person in this room would take heart, rejoice in you, joy in the God of our salvation. Thank you, Lord. We love you, Jesus.